Hello and welcome to this week's Nerdables. This week, Ethan, Rich, and I discuss Disney taking control of Hulu, the future of the MCU according to Feige himself, Matt Reeves may have found his new Batman, the Big Bang Theory final finale, and a look back at Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace on today, its 20th anniversary. But first, we're going to discuss the news that broke earliest in the week on the future of Star Wars. Of course, last week we got the news that Star Wars was getting a new trilogy coming out in 22, 24, 26. Correct. I keep wanting to say 20 for some reason. Uh, but we didn't know who was doing it. On Monday, uh, Bob Iger confirmed that the new trilogy is by Game of Thrones creators and showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. Now, I'm sure Disney on Saturday thought this is going to be awesome. On the heels of the second-to-last episode of Game of Thrones, we'll announce that these guys are running it and everyone's going to be happy. Then on Monday, maybe Oof. not. <laughs> All I can say is I called it. I think some of I think most of us thought it was because I don't think we haven't heard anything. No, I mean we all we all, all pretty much and I, it was funny is because the episode this week or last week got messed up, which we apologize for. So like you told you said you know hey um, Eric is saying that you know he only, it cut out halfway through or something. Yeah. So I went back and I was listening to it and excuse me and getting the you know setting up the new one so that the whole thing would be on there, and I was listening to this part. And it was very interesting after hearing the announcement, but hearing our conversation about it. Because our conversation was, I asked the question, do you think Disney would put Ryan Johnson out after everything that happened with The Last Jedi? And Ethan and Mikey had said yes, you said no, and you made a very good point about where I was going with with it. with With the fact that, you know... There was such a backlash enough where two guys ended up getting an, almost enough money to really remake the movie, even though Disney shut them down. But they, uh, yeah, they made like two hundred million dollars or something yeah. to remake Last Jedi. But that you know, which is crazy to think, but that tells you how much animosity people had with that. Well, film. I think it also shows you how many people are willing to throw money at something before it's actually due. I mean, none sure, of that money was actually collected. Yeah, it was all pledges. Much like Macaroni and Cheese Boy or whatever from God knows how long ago. Some of that money that he was oh. making, there were people like, well, no, wait, this is real? No, yeah. no, 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 I'm not really giving money to this. You've got to be out of your mind. So some of that comes in the idea of you probably had a lot of trolls and people that just wanted to get the number up there. When you know that money is actually not going to go, you're not put, pulling it out of your pocket at that point. It right. Whatever their goal was or their end of their statement. But my point with that was that make... there's just there were so many people that were upset with the way that they felt that uh, Last Jedi played out, that they were willing to contribute to something, whether they were knowingly financially giving to it or just metaphorically giving to it. They were, they had that much animosity, which makes you think that maybe Disney went back and said, let's look at this. Game of Thrones is hot right now. These guys are hot. And, you know, of course, I think it has to do with simply the fact of who was farther along. That could be it, too. And we're at the point now where we're thinking this possibility that Weiss and uh, Benioff have been working on this longer than Ryan. Mm-hmm. And some of that seems to play out in what's now happened in the backlash after last week's Game of Thrones. And the fact that people have admitted that HBO wanted 10 episodes and Weiss and Benioff said, no, 
we'll just do it in six. Right. And a lot of people are complaining that it feels very rushed. What happens in last week's episodes, we won't say it since it's not a Game of Thrones podcast and there's, you know, you've probably heard it. There's almost no way to avoid the spoilers. But oh my God. After what happened, I think one of the big complaints was, you've got like an hour ten left. Like, what's what's tonight's episode? Like an hour ten? An hour fifteen? minutes. Is it 84? Like, I thought it was 82. I thought it was 84, like 83, 83. So let's say 90. You've got 90 minutes to wrap this up. Right. And you have this major change yeah. in one of your two main characters. Mm-hmm. So I think some of that may have been where Weiss and Benioff have been accused online of basically being done with this. Right. Like, okay, enough. We just, let's finish this up. Let's go. Let's get it done. We have no source material. We're never going to get it. We got to come up with our own ending. Go. Let's do it in six hours. Still took you two years to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Which is why you... the, the, the continuity error of the Starbucks cup is one of the stupidest things I've yeah. ever seen. How does no one catch that? You had two years to shoot it, and no See, one saw and it. Usually, if it's something that blatant on there, it's because the editor's sitting there going, this is the take we need. There's no other take. We don't have another take of this or something. Yes, but how and do you they, not digitally to, remove here's, that here's two years ago? the thought by one of my coworkers, which kind of makes sense, is product placement. No. It's product placement in a show that can't really have product no. placement. I don't. Th- I don't think no. they would. They would have done so. it earlier on, as quickly as they removed it as well. I don't even think it's earlier on. I think the integrity of your show is based off of not having something so incongruous. If you had like, if you had the stupid symbol, on like a door somewhere in the background, kind of carved into it, right? I'd buy it. But a cup. You no, know, a lot of people are saying. But that's that, not what we're talking about. We're talking about them doing right. But the next what week. happened, according to to some of the inside stuff, was. That that scene that they were shooting was so hard for them to get. The cinema and the cinematographer said it was his cup. You know, every there's been it's funny. Well, everybody says it's there's everybody's their cup. now saying it's yeah. their cup. He he said it was his cup. He came on the set. You know, normally they don't even allow that stuff around the set. But mm-hmm. so because this uh, this was such a hard shot over John's shoulder and everything. Which doesn't, you know, I mean... But that's still, it doesn't matter. The point is, you could have digitally removed it before it ever made it. Right. That's where everything Well, that's it. that's the part where he says it's product placement. It's because not. they had so much time. It's not. And how many people have it's, watched that episode? It's just nobody people that are completely... It's not. Does really stupid. Game of Thrones or Starbucks Maybe. need that product placement? Maybe that's how HBO If they would have done it, then it would have been... No, because then you would have just had, you know, the... The beginning of the show would be tonight's Game of Thrones episode brought to you by Starbucks. Exactly. That's what it would have been. Anyway, so they have the they've confirmed that they're the next. Now, the next one. here's another thing. It might be Ryan John because Ryan Johnson's scripts or story. Ryan Johnson's supposed to do a trilogy as well, and that's why trilogy a lot of people within... jumped to Ryan Johnson, right? Because it's it three was announced that there were three of them: Weiss and Benioff. I have to keep looking down at the name. I cannot remember their names to save my life. Uh, Weiss and Benioff were said they were doing a series of films, but Correct. everybody thought there might have just been two, or there could have and been. Then as a many lot of people six. thought it was a trilogy. Well, also, yeah, people are thinking that it could be a trilogy. Where it right, could but be what it was saying is Ryan films. Johnson when they they announced that Ryan Johnson was doing new films, they announced Ryan Johnson is doing a trilogy in when another part of the galaxy. When they announced that Weiss and Benioff were doing movies, they didn't say trilogy. Correct. So when they announced twenty two, twenty four, twenty six last week, a lot of people fell to. Thinking it was Ryan Johnson's because you had already known it was a trilogy. So this week we find out that it is Weiss and Benioff. And people last week who I think would have been super, super excited are now 
you know, going, well, I guess the third one's just going to take a hard left turn and no one that's going to make yeah. any money. But here's the thing. If Johnson's trilogy is set in, say, the current time frame of the galaxy, you know, within, within the, the realm of the, of the Rebellion and the First Order, somewhere around there, in another part of the galaxy. You're talking about 789. No, no, no. I'm talking about Johnson's new trilogy. Yes, being in the same time as within the, Within the same time as 789. Or four, five, six, seven, eight. Basically, we call them prequels, original, and sequels. That's kind right. of what everyone's got to. It's either in the sequel time frame, it's in the original time frame, or it's in the prequel. If, time it, frame. if it's somewhere within a time frame that we've already been to, you know, just in another section of the galaxy, then Disney may have said, "Well, the guy, you know, the Game of Thrones guys, they're doing Kotor. Let's say, you know, we're we're going to the past, somewhere we've never been before." Let's then they along. said, "Let's do that since we're leaving the Star Wars, since we're leaving the 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 uh, Skywalker saga, since we're leaving that. Let's go someplace we've never been before, and then we'll come back to Johnson's, which is already set within this time period, you know, time frame." Yeah, I don't think Johnson's is going to be too far out in the sense of taking place. I think when they're talking about another part of the galaxy, it just means it may not deal with their resistance. Correct. The it, it's no one, no characters we know. Well, it's not even that. It may not even be the Empire and the Rebellion or the Separatists. and the, it, He may just deal... It, Ryan Johnson's could be the, the, the gangsters and the scum. Well, that's what I mean. He, it's, that's what, well, people when they're saying like, it's another part of the galaxy, it's like, oh, it's going to take place in wild space and we're not going to know No, anything. no, 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 no. I just Which mean, is a possibility, too. I'm just... No, what I'm saying is... We don't know what Ryan Johnson's real, what that means. It's ambiguous what it is. Right. So it could be anywhere at any time or whatever. And we don't know what Weiss and Benioff have. I've seen enough people say, oh, they're just doing KOTOR because Correct. of the rumors. Not saying it's not true, but I'm not saying it is true either. I mean, it's one of those things where... They could do the five syndicates. They could do... Well, I don't think they're doing that. Um, you know, that, I mean, that's along their, their wheelhouse. If you did five syndicates and... and you could basically be doing Game of Thrones in space. Yeah, I don't think Amelia Clark wants to work with them anymore. So <laughs> they ruined her career now. Everybody hates her guts now. Uh, Which is so weird because it's there's so well, many telltale signs. It's the, like not having no stake in it. It's odd to, to be able to tell, but I can kind of see both points from a certain point of view. Speaking Thank you, Obi Wan. Um, Hello there. Uh, now that we know, I mean, it'll be. It's funny to have any of this now, because if I'm Disney, I'm really just concentrating on Rise of Skywalker. Like, well, I don't understand any of this news now. I mean, Correct. I understand. I understand it from the point of like they want to get stuff out there and they want to do it, and it's you want to control your. But it, it, but it is like you're already telling people, don't worry. If you hate this film, there's three more coming, and you're gonna hate those too. Do you think it's so that? They didn't have a choice because that lit, that those dates were already coming out because of the media conference that that happened. Why they, have, why even have it in the media conference? Because that's also it sets it up for the theaters and everybody else Does, where they can start they can start, start getting what? Well, they can, that's where they start getting their investors away. for those. For yeah, those but films. it's just it, it's it's a film. Yeah. That's that's the, it, it's a film and it's a Star Wars film. It, it's not going to matter whether you announce I just it now think, or you announce it in January of next year. But see, it's really it's, it's not something that they've never done before. It's just now the way that social media no, is and the media uh, is, is that's that where those you, things come out. But you can react differently to the new media that you're getting 
in, sure. in, in the world that you're in is now you have to conform to or you as a as a uh, a conglomerate as a driver you know, like we're not telling you yeah we don't hell lie to everyone and go we don't know yet yeah we don't know when the next star wars ones are we'll tell you when we know right now we're not sure we're gonna but, all we care about is to get the mandalorian on the air in november and get Rise of Skywalker out in December, and then we'll tell you what's going on. Because I don't think the seven months in between that is really going to make a difference for AMC going, well, we don't have any money to, to have a theater. Right. Like, it just it's, it's not a theater that's... There's enough films, and there's enough big films from enough big companies, Disney and Disney, Dis- Disney, Disney, and Disney, and then Disney. They make enough big films that... It doesn't matter. Well, like, no, you're but not, you're not going to go out of business waiting for Star Wars. But those dates are also for the other films that are coming out. To you know, for every everybody puts it out. It just so happens. But we've seen so many Disney things. happens to own so much of it. Yeah, that's it, you have a chance as a company to write your own. Basically, you're writing your own media. Yeah, you don't have to go to Vanity Fair and the Hollywood Reporter and say anything. You don't have to have a conference. For the National Association of Theaters, which is what three people now, basically. I mean, there's not a lot of independent theaters out there, and there's only three companies that I can think of. Mm-hmm. So, what's the, 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 there's you're already there. You're, you're at a point where both of you don't you need each other, but you also don't have to you change sure. anything in a short window. We watched Infinity War last year, change dates. A month before it came out. But you can, I mean, you can even put it at this point with Disney. You don't have to say, oh, Lucasfilm or whatever with it. You could just say Disney film, you know, Sony, Universal, at the date. You don't have to put think, have a to Marvel put film. I just, think the only thing that the reason to I'm put I'm talking about date, just within that, within the... No, I know. It just, look, Disney knew whatever Game of Thrones creators... Star Wars film number one is coming. Yeah. They knew what that was a year ago. Oh, yeah. Sure. So what's the point? Because, again, Disney isn't running from anybody. Correct. You can come out like, we're going to have a new Harry Potter film open the same weekend. We don't care. Yeah. We're still going to make our money. They're, the only juggernaut that Disney has to be afraid of is Disney. Yeah. They, they, the only people that can cut them their feet off is themselves. Well, look, look at how, I mean, right now we're seeing where they have, where you had Captain Marvel and, you know, Avengers, Spider-Man, and in between that, you have other Disney films coming out mm-hmm. that they have to try to give enough room to so they're not cutting into their own margin. Disney is like Aladdin coming out this week, they had to give four weeks between Avengers and Aladdin so that way they could make some money. There was, what, six weeks? Not even six weeks between uh, Captain Marvel and Avengers? That was like two months. Was it? Captain Marvel was February, wasn't it? March. Was early March. March? Was it early March? Yeah, yeah. and so then... <clears throat> basically. Early March, it was, so it was about a month and a half because Avengers was the end of yeah. April. Yeah, it's early. It was, it was first so they had like five weeks or six weeks. First weekend in March or whatever. So they have to basically schedule six weeks apart for each film. So with that said, and Waste Benioff taking it, what do you want to see from a, wa- a Waste and ben- Benioff? What do you want to see from the next Star Wars trilogy? Let's put it that way. Knowing they're in Korea, knowing they're in it, not knowing they're Korea, they're in it. What do you want to see next? Just the rumor of Kotor. I, mean, I thought that was interesting enough. That seems to be everyone's preference. I kind of would love to see a Jedi Sith War. 
See, I would love to see something that has no Jedi in it as a trilogy. I, I would save it for Johnson. Doesn't matter. And I'm saying I don't care who's involved. What I want from the next trilogy is to dump the Jedi completely. See, I think I think that having a Jedi Sith war would be where you're getting, you know, Jedi, lots of lightsabers, lots of good guys and bad guys, and just letting them have their Game of Thrones style all out war. Well, you see, well, like I think the, everyone gets too too caught up in also the idea that they're just going to do Game of Thrones. It doesn't matter that they did Game I of just Thrones mean, or not. Yeah, you know, that sure. just because they that is right now what they are known for. Right, but that's what and they can keeps do. Saying, really, when you give them right. the budget, they can do great battles. When you give them the budget, they can do whatever they want. Sure, you have to remember you have two, you have two guys that just gave you what is going to be quite possibly the biggest film in the entire world in history, who got their start on Community. Right. In Arrested Development. Got started in, mm-hmm. in comedies. So, as much as they've done Game of Thrones, they don't have to do Game of Thrones in no, space. No, well, everybody, everybody said when the Russo brothers, when it was announced the Russo brothers were doing Winter Soldier, it was like, well, wait a minute. These guys are comedy, and you're giving them, you know, this, which is a very Spy deep subject. Yeah. Manchurian Candidate Plus. I would, I would hope to leave it alone. In terms of the Jedi, because then when you get to it, because these these are the only three films. Let's say we don't see Ryan Johnson's trilogy till twenty twenty eight, right? You're gonna give two films between your sure. years between all of them. Then you've got almost a decade of no major motion picture Jedi action. When you get to it in twenty twenty eight, you're really excited for it. Well, that's what happened with Phantom Menace. To happen with anything. I mean, you give you 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 leave the you leave the fallow for a while, and people well, also are these crazy. these sequel trilogies doesn't have a lot of Jedi battles in it. No, but the Jedi are there. It's it's we're talking about they are, but, but they aren't. Even well, they even, are because it, here's the thing: anything that's going to be a big Jedi Sith battle is also going to deal with what the Jedi Order is, and that's what the middle of Last Jedi was. Even Rogue One and Solo, they found ways to get lightsabers in. Yep. They're love going to see. Love to see just a non. I guarantee the Mandalorian is going to find a way to get a lightsaber in it. Probably a dark saber in it with where it's set. Yeah, it could be. It could you know it could be that there's a lightsaber artifact somebody finds and you know uses. Well, that was that was immediately once uh, they revealed what kind of the plot line of the Mandalorian was. Right. Of them getting an object, everyone's like, it's a holocron. It's, it's a holocron or it's a saber. It's a well, it, it's a saber. it could be, and I don't know if it was you. I don't know where I heard, the, or it may have been something I thought of, that the artifact is Luke's lightsaber. I said it, and this is how, this is how they get it. This is to, a story for another time. Yeah, we're having a TV show, right? Sweet, go. <laughs> this is our story. That's going to be the, the new when they give you. I, I, when they give very you the possible. sequel trilogy. On super duper collected, it's over Blu-ray. That scene will be different. Where Maz says, "You know, this is a story for another time. Find it on Disney Plus, available now on your TVs." Um, speaking of scenes that they you know change, did you see the lightsaber scene for uh, Episode Four, where somebody had oh, the recreated the. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, but all it does is everyone's like, well, why does it look like that on the things? Well, you had two actors who were in their 60s. Yeah. And two 
they didn't have that kind of technology back then. You couldn't you couldn't do the uh, you couldn't throw yeah. Ben across the room. Yeah, Sir Alec Guinness is <laughs> no. dead. Well, Disney, Mr. Guinness, Disney is now releasing another supercut of the Star Wars trilogies, and that's going to be included in it. Mr. Guinness, we're going to put these. Uh, the, these put the harness on you harness, and pull you across on you. The, the, the thing. Oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> Bridge over the river. I have a bad feeling about this. I'm going to die. <laughs> speaking of Disney, speaking of being in control of everything, also this week it was announced that Disney is taking complete creative control of Hulu. They are not taking the financial stake from Comcast, but it's basically that Comcast has ceded content and creative control to Disney, which right. means Disney, because of their acquisition of Fox, owns Hulu, which means that they have two streaming services now. Yep. Or they will. Uh, obviously, this is a dumping ground in a way for Well, that was the original of... idea. They wanted to get some sort of streaming service before they bought Fox so that they can start one, and maybe this was something that was already in play. Well, part of the reason ago. they bought Fox was for technology and streaming services, yeah. especially in live stuff that, that Fox Sports Go was doing. Um this you know, is we called this too. Well, I think we thought you know, once you're 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 in there and CBS has its own streaming service that you you now have only one kind of company in terms of Comcast, but it's not like Comcast is creating content specifically for a channel. Correct. So But now here's why a, not? But now see they have a, a streaming service to stream their Touchstone, to stream their Miramax, to stream the adult stuff, to create adult content to put on there. Well, not adult, adult content. Not, a, not adult, adult. But we're not talking. Porn, but yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're not seeing Debbie Does Disney all of a sudden. You can, but you can make a M. What you is, can was do it? M14 or whatever. M, it's, it's just M rated. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for television and everything. Yeah. MSVXUF. <laughs> well, when the inevitable Deadpool series comes out, starring Ryan Reynolds, that's what they'll go to. I don't know if they'll, do a, series. Know if they'll do a series. That but... would get so tiring so fast. Yeah. <laughs> Daily Adventures of Deadpool. If you did shorts, yeah, that'd be kind of interesting. No, they're all 155 minutes long. I'm sure Ryan will do it. Uh, he seems like he would want to do it. Um. Yeah, but see, that's where you can. I mean, you can. You can do, you know, your what's well, also your Netflix style Marvel shows on there too. We've well, already let's heard also it. remember that Iger said a couple months ago that they are not abandoning Fox properties that they thought that fans were worried they were abandoning. Correct. Like Predator and Aliens and those type of things. Correct. So that type of product, once you have it available on a streaming service, instead of putting it on Disney, they can put it on Hulu. Yes. You have a lot of. You know, ABC Seven stuff is stuff that has to be purchased, even though Disney owns it. It's it's that. Um, uh, I was trying to explain syndication to someone the other day. As we were talking about Robert Kirkman suing AMC for Walking Dead, and I'm like, but why? I don't understand. Yes, yeah. is it AMC has to try and sell the syndicated rights to somebody other than AMC? So uh, we talked about this, I think, two years ago or three years ago when Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Uh, when Force Awakens was purchased by ABC for Correct. the exclusive first-run television. And people were confused, like, they already own it. But because people within the production of that film 
gain points off of selling it, selling the TV rights, mm-hmm. there has to be some, some some sort of payment for it. Right. So it's the same thing here. Hulu will pay ABC to purchase Castle or whatever you know right. whatever's on there that they're going to then use as the backbone of their older content. So that it gives them it gives Disney a place to sell the type of product mm-hmm. that they have on ABC that they have even on this you know ABC Family or whatever was what it Freeform Freeform it Freeform's not Freeform was not it was not ABC Family no there's nothing family about Freeform Freeform was one of the weirdest that there's a story there somewhere maybe we should call this ABC Family when ninety percent of our shows are fourteen year olds trying to have sex yeah. I mean, you know, which is even, funny because I think Freeform originally was some sort of really religious channel, wasn't it? No. Which no. one was that one? There was one. You're, you're like, thinking uh, of you're you're thinking. There's of, one ABC has that. It's like you're thinking of TNN, which used no. to be the Tennessee and the Nashville network that became Spike. Which became basically Spike was definitely not religious. No, Spike. Was, no, Spike was TNT. No, TNT is still there. It was it was TNN, but TNN, they half the day would show the Seven Hundred Club. For half of their day, they yeah, were well, they were kind of religious and everything. Then no, they, there's one that was specifically ABC had that was like ABC Family, um, but it was like super religiously conservative. ABC Jesus. I forget what it was, but yeah, I thought, I thought that was Freeform. ABC no, Freeform was Disney <laughs> yeah. Family. Okay. Yeah. Which or ABC Family, sorry, not Disney Family. ABC Family was a was their channel, and it was uh, yes, originally was like, hey, we'll just show the tween shows. Well, they they were showed like, a all lot the Nickelodeon like... shows and all the kid stuff and Lizzie yeah. McGuire, and and then it became, hey, let's watch Blake and Amanda try to bang each other on prom night. You're like, what is what are you what is this? I think we'll watch something on it once. And Lifetime. Then the commercials were Pretty oh, Little Liars is you know, yeah, Pretty Little Liars is pretty risque. So. Cloak and Dagger is very risque. I mean, the, they were just dealing with um, the Master of Despair, who has been most of this episode, most of the season, and it's about uh, trafficking women for sex. Because at the end of it, they have a you know a dis- nice disclaimer and everything, and, and this nice disclaimer. Well, it, it's set up nicely. Please don't attempt this at home. <laughs> I saw so there's there's kids. Kids, adults diving off a boat on some commercial, like Cologne commercial, and says, "Do not attempt." And I'm like, "Really? Do you have to tell people that? Like, people dive off boats you, all the time." You, you do have to say that. Yeah, no, you have to say it for everything. Stupid nonsense. It's just like when they tell you in school, like, "You're not allowed to bring firearms to school." Shouldn't we know this? <laughs> Were we is ever? This, is this basic? <laughs> Where's the school that says? And by the way, kids, if you want to bring your your Breda nine two Fs, go for it. I remember. I think you some... get extra credit points if you bring your gun. Mm-hmm. I remember some kid brought nunchucks for like you know. Like a fifth grade career thing where they were doing, you know, like they're supposed to Those are illegal in be showing. Yeah, you know, they weren't supposed to have them, and they got in trouble for it. Not to have them in California. That's the old. Uh, God, I don't even know how long it was, and I don't remember what comedian it was. I mean, this is back in comedy radio still exists. He's like, nunchucks are illegal in California, but you can buy a gun. Yeah. Why are nunchucks illegal? You think some guy is going to go to a martial arts school, spend seven years to learn how to use these things, just to walk into a Seven Eleven like, give me all your money? <laughs> Whoosh, 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 versus buying a gun from the dude down the street. <laughs> if that guy could rob a 7-Eleven with nunchucks, I'm giving him the money in a, a round of applause. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, Hulu can be used for their. You know, I'm just waiting for the uh, announcement of the Hulu Disney Plus package. Like if you, they, they said something like for yeah, fifteen ninety nine or something. We just don't know how much it is. You get both of them yeah, together. Well, they've already said that Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. ESPN. That was just that was the thing where I was talking about the reason that package exists is to get people to 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 have ESPN Plus. So if you, so you if can they sell did the let's see what they're seven ninety nine for Disney Plus. Yeah. So if they went say twenty eight dollars for all three, would you do it? Twenty eight. Well, I think it'd be less. You're also going to get twenty four because what's Hulu? Or 20, 20 okay. Hulu's like 10 bucks. Yeah, so you're looking at 18. So if they just said 20, for twenty four ninety nine, I got a, yeah. no, I got a feeling it's going to be 15 bucks because for, for me, three? Yes, because e- they're trying to sell ESPN it. Plus is the important part of this because they want to move content. ESPN is way behind the cord cutters. If you looked at ESPN in the last five years, they have lost almost everything in terms of their, their, uh, uh, financial stakes because now they get paid they have the one of the best contracts in history so they have an exponentially growing contract based on the number of people that have the package so every year DirecTV has to pay ESPN seven dollars a subscriber when you're talking about 13 million people in this country that have DirecTV that's pretty decent right but exponentially the next year it becomes seven dollars and forty cents and the next year it becomes $7.90. Like it right. keeps going up. People cut the cord, that number keeps going down. Mm-hmm. So your advertising starts to lose. ESPN is charging less for advertising now than they did even five years ago because they can't support the numbers where they said, we used to be in 26 million homes and now we're in 23. Yeah. Because now we have kids, we have the kids, the millennials, who are cutting cords, who aren't even starting with cords. They're cutting, right. As soon as they're 10, they're convincing mom and dad, get rid of all this. The most important thing now is to have a streaming service that is available to people. What better way than to attach it to what will probably be the biggest launch of any streaming service in history? Mm-hmm. And you're offering it for free. Because then, on ESPN+, Plus, you're showing live sports. No one's going to bitch about commercials. Right. You're watching The Mandalorian if... 20 minutes in, it's like, okay, now some now a word from our sponsors from Toyota. What? Yeah. I'm not I'm paying for this. You get to the end of the first inning of the Dodgers Yankees game. All right, here's Budweiser, Toyota, and and you know, Microsoft. You're not gonna complain. So you can still sell that advertising. When you have I mean, let's say ten million people sign up on day one for just that package. Right. They're able to go to Major League Baseball and say we have 10 million subscribers. You have mm-hmm. potentially 10 million people that will watch the Dodgers and Yankees game. So I think that package is basically going to be whatever Disney is, whatever Hulu is together, you're going to get ESPN Plus for free. Because if you package it and you make it more expensive, it doesn't make any sense. Well, they already said Disney will be six ninety nine, right? Yeah. It's like 7 bucks. Yeah. 7 bucks unless you buy it a year in advance. It's like uh, you get two months for free, basically. Yeah. It's like $70 for yeah. uh, if you buy it a year in advance. It, when you just saw Netflix make two jumps in the last year. Oh, Netflix is in trouble. Oh, yeah. I would all but guarantee you within five years, Netflix will be owned by... Disney? No, I think Netflix will actually be owned by Amazon. And it'll be rolled into Amazon Prime. I don't know about that. I don't know if they'll be able to get away with that. It's not get away with. You're basically buying Netflix and you're dumping Amazon Prime as a name for your streaming service. So now Amazon Prime, you're still an Amazon Prime member, you get free shipping, and it comes with Netflix. 
mm-hmm. and Netflix has everything that's on Amazon Prime already, mm-hmm. and then you just roll it in there. Because if they Man, don't, if they be, don't get a corporate purchase, wouldn't that be crazy though? Because we saw Netflix put Blockbuster and Hollywood Video out of business. You know, in yes, the, video the way market. they did it was by being able to buy and figure out very quickly that if you're sitting at home on a Friday afternoon with your kids and you want to watch Pinocchio, mm-hmm. I don't want to drive to freaking Blockbuster right. to buy it. Click. They're the first ones to figure it out. Boom. Done. Oh, yeah. But well, what's happened with them is, is what's, what's, they didn't get on the original train soon enough because there's tons of original content that nobody watches. Yeah. All of the, all of the recent reports is that their number one, by far, is old content. They paid a hundred mm-hmm. million dollars to keep Friends because it is their number one watched show. Yeah, well, Friends is on. I mean, you can literally, I think, watch Friends twenty four hours a day now. And the, yeah, uh, the but Office you can, too. I think. Yeah, but you can find it whichever one you want. You don't have to wait to turn it on TBS. You don't have to wait to find sure. it on whatever. That's the that's the whole thing of this. Friends is not going to be on there when Warner figures out how the hell to get a streaming service. When Time Warner has its own Time Warner Plus, see, or I can whatever, see. I can see Warner buying. Uh, it's possibility too, because if you want some place to put, you know, Warner doesn't have the biggest catalog, but they have one of the strongest in terms of Harry Potter. But still, that's only right. seven films, you know, or nine films now, I guess, when you put Grindelwald in there. But Warner has Friends. Mm-hmm. Warner has a lot of these. Even though Warner has NBC, Big Bang Theory. Warner has Friends. Warner has whatever. Um. Yeah, because it's no matter where it's shown, it's the company that makes it that still owns it. Right. Usually. Um, Unless CBS bought the streaming rights themselves. No, Warner hasn't. Yeah. But um, oh no, I don't know no, if Warner. Seinfeld, has, I'll be Seinfeld honest. Is, I don't know if Time Warner has enough money. That's true. To buy Netflix. Very true. Amazon does. Well, um, it, you know, it could also be is AT and T. They bought DirecTV. Yeah, because, that, I mean, well, it, because you, they're they're for the, they're wasn't uh, there something in the news that AT and T was trying to start a streaming service? Yeah, way way, way back when. I don't but then they, well, AT and T tried to tried to start a satellite service called ATD Hubers. Yes, when, when it got its ass kicked, they just bought DirecTV. Mm. Yep, and then melded it. They're like, AT&T but see, they Hubers also have, so they also have DirecTV now or Go or whichever one where you can. You know, basically cut your cord and have direct TV still. Yes. You don't need a box, basically. You don't need a dish. Yeah. yeah. Or, or part, of, part of the problem with that is now if you have something like ESPN saying you can't use that on direct TV. Because like direct TV used to be able to just click into your direct TV mm-hmm. box in a way and you could watch anything. You still can. Mm-hmm. Yes, you still can. If you have the box. Right. If you don't have the box, ESPN's going to block you from being able to stream ESPN through it. Correct. Because they're going to force... Because ESPN Plus will has all four, five, six existing channels of ESPN, mm-hmm. plus the ESPN Plus... And it, it makes you put in your f- provider to watch yeah. it. Now, but if, if AT&T would buy Netflix, let's say, Netflix somewhere down the road, then they could just... DirecTV, could, they could have their channels on there. See, the problem would be that you don't get local stations. So you wouldn't get your, your local NBC, yeah, ABC, like CBS. Box, yeah. yeah. That's where that's where people that's where some people still haven't cut their cord because 
Well, you can well, still you can get those. You can get those digitally. over the air. You just have you to can, change the input. Right. Yeah, you can do that digitally if you want to save even more money. Yeah. That'd um, be interesting if news starts showing up on streaming services. Like you can watch a newscast from earlier in the day whenever you want, basically. Well, I'm sure they do. I mean, I imagine. Sure, but well, you'd you have can to watch it online, for example. You'd have yeah. to go to that that news company's website. That's what I'm, I'm. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, for example, let's take CBS for example. Like CBS All Access also includes like the daily news from your local area. Like, too. yeah. The only problem with that is that oh, algorithm. Local, local the algorithm station? to get yeah. your local station on there. Just into, a matter of into, putting, your, putting your location information in a system, basically. So well, and also, it, it also depends if you, if I'm CBS and I have, you know, 25,000 affiliates across North America, just put them all on there. No. You just pick one of them. You well, know, no, that's your the five thing. o'clock news. See, that would be interesting to do because, because then that you means can, that you can do it from your own home, from your hometown when you're somewhere else. Right. Well, like, like if if you know. I could I could do whatever the station that's serving St. Augustine, where most of my family lives now. I could watch the St. Augustine news, right? CBS yeah. news, just well, to know what's need. going on in there. I mean, you, there's like a drop-down menu, and you choose yeah. your location, kind of like what these internet. Well, radio you just you just have a zip code area where you put it in when you first sign up, and then all of a sudden it'll go to that. But then you, well, if you want, that, you like, can go to a search. You type in, you put in the zip code. Oh, look, Huntington, well, West Virginia. You, I can click on their you can news. Do that with sports team. I mean, the local stuff for. Yeah. You know what? What CBS Fox you Sports, can send me what Fox Sports South does for the Atlanta Braves, their weekly, you know, Braves Weekly and Braves yeah. pregame, whatever. That's all on the Atlanta Braves website. I right. can go to it and I can click it, and it's on because they have a deal with the Atlanta Braves themselves. But what he's saying covers. is just on one site. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You go going, to CBS Access. Yeah. You go CBS you know, local news. Click that button. What local news do you want? Do you want KCBS in LA? Do you want drop down menu KC, comes on KCXT or in Vegas? Yeah. Do you want whatever it is, and then you can just watch yeah, whatever as soon as it's uploaded? Yeah, no, that would be cool too. That would be great because, like, let's see, you're on vacation or something. You, you can, can still catch up on your news. Yeah. You can catch up on your news. You can also see the news you're going to before you get there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. CBS, be... can you can send me checks. Uh, <laughs> care of Nerdables at. <laughs> I don't think Nerdables has an account. Hmm. Oh, okay. Care of Nerdables. Yeah, care of Nerdables, yes. Don't write it out. Two Nerdables. <laughs> Pay to the order of Nerdables. Crap. Hey, if CBS is sending me that kind of money, we'll make, we'll it, make, it, make it. it a Nerdables account. <laughs> yeah, but then we'd all have access to it. We're like just taking all your money for your idea. We all worked it out. Hey, Nerdables is a brand. We share the profits. Speaking of Disney, again. <laughs> uh... MCU head honcho Kevin Feige went on Reddit of all places to do a, uh, as he called an AM, parentheses AA, the Ask Me Almost Anything, which he took a whole bunch of questions and answered like two of them. Right. But uh, there were two that he answered in a way, he answered one very definitively and one that was kind of, mm, that might give some clues to the future of the MCU. One of the, mm, was the idea of the characters that, uh, even though Endgame has kind of put a, closing chapter to that original team of the Avengers that we may see uh, more stories with the Hulk mm-hmm. and Thunderbolt Ross and uh, he also mentions Harley the weird kid from Iron Man 3 that you see standing at the funeral that if you Spoilers, don't realize man. that he looks it's two weeks they've been they've, the band they, is yeah, they, banded, they lifted the band we can lift the band 
um, that you don't recognize at all until you know who he is. And he's like, oh yeah, that is that kid from that movie. In you Jurassic don't recognize World. until you recognize him. Yeah, we don't recognize until someone tells you that's who it is. So we may see them in the future, which lends to um, some of the theories. I know Rich had one that that's the next Iron Man. Young Avengers Which I roll my eyes at like crazy. Uh, it's the most logical choice. It's the most logical choice. It's also the most boring choice. Because I've heard a lot of people go, well, what about Peter taking over the suit? And it's like... Peter would be fascinating if they bring Miles in. Here's the thing. We're going to go off on the tangent, and then we'll get back to what he, he confirmed. You have a movie verse that you can kind of do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. This idea that everything has to be based on something is complete BS. Right. Because uh, Infinity War and Endgame are nothing like Infinity Gauntlet, except for the snap. So you have a chance to do something different that you probably would have never done in the comics because in the comics, Tony Stark never dies for more than a year. Sure. We've had other people in the suit. We had a brand new character in the suit who was introduced three months before she wore it in Riri Williams. Well, that's so what I was the Invincible say. Ironheart. So you can introduce a character, or you can take a character like Shuri, who you can then place into the suit and make her Ironheart. Boy, when you said that, I was like, that works. There's, only, there's one other option you could do, too. And that could be the professor that Tony was in the... Um, the cave with. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead, but he had a family. Who Which were also dead. We don't know if every one of them died. He says, they're all dead. I'm going to join my family. But he does, Yes, he, that he thinks they could. She still could be alive. That was the whole reason why he was okay with dying, because he's going to see his family. Okay. <laughs> that, but he doesn't know. I mean, there, You can still retcon that, that he didn't know. That the hand, the, the ten rings, told him... That she was dead. And now to have her... Be, because here's the thing. One, there's a lot of Iron Man suit pieces laying around after Iron Man 3. There's also Hammer it Tech. It blew up a lot. It blew up a lot. Well, enough where you could find enough there pieces. You Put Justin Hammer in it. There you go. But there's also the Hammer Tech. There's also, you know, that she could just have found... My point, my point is, it doesn't matter who it is. No, what it I'm saying is, my point is, is to go when you the movie verse can go off the map. Yes, and you can do something unique because you're dealing with the real world in which Robert Downey Jr. is unlikely to come back and play Iron Man another six times. Right. It's unlikely that Chris Evans is going to come back and play Captain America anymore. It's unlikely that any of these people really want to play these characters a thousand more times. Also, you only have so many films. Yes. So you you may only get one more Iron Man film or two Iron Man films, or you might get an Iron Man film that sets up a character that'll be an Avengers. Why not make it somebody who's already connected, who you've already seen? Sure. That's interesting. That goes into the suit and is different than anything you've had before, because then you get to tell your own story, and then you don't have to have all those. It is this is the way it's supposed to be. And you the way it's supposed to be. What if Tony had done well, a? Sure, he was also tossed around couple years ago too yeah. when people were wondering what happens when robert downey jr leaves but what happened what if robert downey what if iron man is not dead so to speak his body is but his mind's not eh. and he's just in the suit i'm not talking about specific yes like jarvis because here's the thing there's a scene in the trailer for the new spider-man film where he has on tony's glasses 
that had Friday in him, and you see him kind of pull him down. What if there? Tony is talking to him. What you know? Yeah, and Tony's not. Yeah, they did it. In the dead. Comics. Yeah, they, they. Of course, they did do that in the comics. Yeah, again. We and Tony it. did help Riri do something, do something with her different. with her Just costume. Do different. Don't give me Harley. Don't give me Peter. Give me Shuri. That'd be great. But anyway, that's that would be a, that's still a very interesting choice because she's the smartest. But now with with Feige saying that he may do something with Harley, now everyone's like, "Oh my God, Harley's going to be an Iron Man!" Suit. Also, because you know, like Shuri, just knowing how they set her up with being very smart with technology, yeah. even like you can imagine, like what smarter than stuff Tony she, and Bruce. Yeah, yeah, like imagine what like she can come up with with an Iron Man suit, for yeah. example. She could be part of the Illuminati. I don't think they're ever doing the Illuminati. You really want that to happen, don't you? No, I just think it could happen. I think you keep bringing it up like every. Did you see the rumors that there are some rumors now going around that there is evidence within Endgame that they are going to do Secret Wars? Yeah, because everyone's just throwing around the idea of multiple universes, and now we can tell any story we want on any planet in any universe, and none of it matters. Now, and DC's like, yeah, see? See, we did it first. We did it first. We have all these universes. We have the Wonder Woman universe that people like, and we have the Aquaman universe that people like, and then we have our universe that everybody hates. <laughs> Dump that down the toilet, and now we're going to have the Joker-verse, and we're going to have the Birds of Prey-verse, and we're going to have the Suicide Squad 2-verse, and it's going to be great. And it's how we, it, it allows anything. us to have our television show, Could and they're all connected. Happens in the judging uh, but the one thing that, still that, sucks. Uh, <laughs> A fan asked Feige directly about the Mandarin from mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 and then the short... Uh, what's the name of the short? Why did I forget it now? The, the one take, I think. Huh? It's the one take? Yes, yeah, but it had a shot. name. And it was. I just saw it the other day. It was like... It was, the, to it. It was, it was almost like the man with one shot or something. Or, mm-hmm. I don't think that was it. it was, but anyway, <laughs> we find out that the Mandarin is real. That there is a real Mandarin and... He's pissed off. He's going to break Je- anyway. Trevor out of jail. So a fan asked if we would see the real Mandarin, and Feige said yes. Which leads to all the rumors of where the Mandarin will show up, and a lot of people are pointing to Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi has a film, has a, a feature film coming, and the Mandarin is a martial artist. All artists. hail the king. All hail the king. That's what it was. So not one shot at all. It's exactly. called Marvel One Shot, All Hail the King. Yeah. But you were like, it's the man with the shot. No, I know. You, didn't get, any, you didn't get any of the letters. You didn't get any of the words right. Uh, and I had, gosh darn it, I had an idea of who the Mandarin might be the villain for. Oh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. I thought about that too. Because he has, the rings are, are alien in nature, but they have near mystical powers. Because right. each one does control different things. And so I thought it would be a great villain for Doctor Strange as well. Yes. When they do Doctor Strange 2. Which you know, it's not announced yet. Yeah, they're doing it. It's okay. Or it's a way you can bring Iron Fist and and uh, um, I don't Daredevil to the as soon cinematic. as they have Shang Chi, they're not doing Iron Fist. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to do Iron Fist. If you do, you bring Shang Chi. Why have Iron Fist? That's it's true. The same character. Yeah, except one of them has a glowing hand. Shang Chi yeah. is just like ripped. <laughs> just like, well, did you say the rumors that also they're talking about bringing Hercules in? Hercules, Hercules. And having him be... Uh, Super gay. Yes. <laughs> Which is incorrect because he is massively pansexual. Yeah. Men, women, goats. <laughs> just uh, He just walks on screen, Hi, guys. 
Hercules. I don't think they. I don't think they would go that far. (laughs) No, Hercules is a character that was a joke that that became really serious right after World War Hulk, then became a joke again. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fascinating character that they they do very well. And then you have, I mean, Hercules is basically Thor. Yes. In in terms of well, yeah, of course. Well, no, but the mythology of Hercules and the mythology of Thor in the real world are touched upon in, you know, the kind of background, especially in the comics for Thor. Right. Where Thor was on Earth during the Vikings and he was revered as a god and they treat themselves as gods. Uh, the Asgardians treat themselves as gods. Hercules' father is Zeus in the, in the, in the Marvel Universe, but what is Zeus and that sort of thing. So right. So you can play around with that idea as well. <laughs> Just, I want that in the background. You can't say Hercules' name without doing that. And the um, Eddie Murphy in a fat suit. Yeah, and yeah. then of course they said Carol, because they, yeah, that was one of the big things. Is that they soon will reveal. Even the Russo brothers said that too. It, the Russo that, brothers said that one, a character that you've already met will end up being gay. Yes, Peter. It's obvious. No, it's obvious who is who it is. It's uh, it's Bruce Pepper. Banner. No, it's Pepper. Pepper becomes gay. She's like, well, I can't have anything else. So. Well, except she's already announced that she's leaving the MCU. Yeah, that's why it's someone that you've already seen. And they don't How about Shuri? Shuri's not gay. She just loves robots. <laughs> robots. She's, she's gay for I make robots. robots. She's gay for robots. She's gay for robots. Because if they, if they mm. cheat, they're like, oh, it's the, you know, someone in the, the, the dorm of the Yeah, that's so obvious. Yeah. Well, the child's not gay. He spends the whole movie going after the next year. Maybe he finds out. Maybe he finds out later. He finds out. He finds out later. <laughs> yeah. Do you it know was, what I found out today? It was all a cover up. I like penis. <laughs> um, but only Wakanda penis. Wakanda penis forever. With Sam. Sam. Sam and, Sam and Bucky. No. Sam and Bucky. I don't think it's Sam. <laughs> Not with the way he looks at Black Widow when she pulls up to grab Steve in the beginning of Winter Soldier. Well, it's not Bucky either. Well, it's Bucky. He lost his. He lost his butt, buddy. Broke uh, his ass. Because uh, he and uh, he lost America. He ass. and Scarlet. Er, he, he and uh, Black Widow have already. Mm-hmm. Well, they were in the comics. <laughs> they were in quite a few times in the comics. Um, well, Black Widow's been with her. Yeah, she has. Hey, uh, that's what got them in trouble. But yeah, they said that they're going. To, I just hope they don't do something that's going to be pushing it. You know, don't force it. Just let it happen. Let it. <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> I can't go on with this. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, moving from Disney to Warner and Matt Reeves' Batman film, which is I think slated to release in twenty thirty four. This Wait, week. did you get to the other part of the Kevin Feige news? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That one, and then... Um, That's it. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, I've got my notes in front of me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on to Warner Brothers, the DC character Batman, Rat Reeves. Rat Reeves. Rat Reeves! Rat Reeves have Batman movie! Uh, his massively delayed, who knows when we're ever going to see it, Batman film may have found its Batman this week when it was revealed that, of course, as everyone expected, Robert Pattinson <laughs> is going to be Batman. Now, before you know, everybody goes nuts, I was thinking they've said, hold on, they've said, it's not final. 
He's one of the people in the lead, including Nicholas Holt, who I think is... Isn't he Beast in... in he's yeah. Beast. Okay, he's Beast. So there's two people that look kind of the same. Matt Reeves has said his Batman is going to be in his early 30s, which is why everyone who said, it's going to be Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's like almost 40 now. He's not going to be Batman in this. But Robert Pattinson was, was the beginning. This is... The, what was it? Man, Tuesday? Batman got some massive powers. Tuesday? Yeah. Thursday? I don't remember what day it was. And so the internet said Robert Pattinson is going to be Matt Reeves' Batman. And then the internet took a very weird left turn and said, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> no, right? That's what it was. It everyone, was weird. Everyone was just sort of like, yeah, okay. I mean, we'll see what happens when the film comes out. I think I'll um, wait. In, I'll wait. In, you know what? I thought Heath, he. I thought Heath Ledger was going to suck as Joker, but I was wrong. So I've learned from that experience. I thought that's said, what everybody says. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that what it was. It. I, I was when I was a kid. I didn't think Michael Keaton could do it, and then they said Christian Bale. And I was like, no, not Christian Bale, and he was really good. And then they're like, Heath Ledger's going to play the Joker. And I said, no! And I went out there and I said, that guy cannot... He was in a movie about dancing people in the freaking Middle Ages and he can't be the Joker. And I was wrong. So this time... What? This time... That's all his movies together. He was he, dancing people in, in yeah. the Middle Ages. Uh, Night's Tale. They didn't uh, dance. They, yes, well, they there didn't. is a dance scene in there it. There is a dance scene. Wow. There's a very long dance scene in it. I mean, he jousted. That would probably be bitter. <laughs> what is jousting if not... A dance. Dancing on a horse. On a horse. <laughs> exactly. Dancing on a horse. And then oh. on the ground when you get knocked off of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dancing so yeah. on a horse. So the internet was like, okay, cool. And that was the end of it. That's the end of that story. Yeah. Wait, no. The internet lost its damn mind and had people already screaming. I think there's already a GoFundMe to remake Matt Reeves' <laughs> Batman. <laughs> using, <laughs> using John Cena with a cod piece that's four inches bigger than it should be. All I know is the Batman from Lego Movie 2 just kept popping up everywhere. Because it's white and sparkly. <laughs> yeah, One of the many suits that oh my gosh. Lego Movie 2 has. No, it's like I, I said in one of the comments I posted to someone that was asking about it. Is Robert Pattinson, I only see as a sparkly vampire and anything that he does. I'm sure he's a great actor. But as soon as he pops up on the screen, I'm like, he's going to sparkle. Yeah. I bet, you know, it's so funny is because they were playing Twilight on TV. Twilight all weekend. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they ran out of Marvel films finally after two weeks <laughs> and said, you know what? Let's play Die Hard and Twilight. Every time I come in. All IFC is playing is Die Hard and all like And TNT Star Wars. Star Wars has been playing it's the last two weeks oof, too. It's kaboom. But Beth had it on. I'm like, why are you watching? She's. I think they put it on again just because they announced the Batman. They're talking like, about him again. I'm like, no, that it's been on like every week for the last month, and like you put it on every time. Friends, a Marvel movie, Star Wars, or Twilight. That's all Beth watches. <laughs> oh, and Big Bang Theory. That's why <laughs> she will not watch anything else. Yeah. Oh, wow. She has her shows. So, Robert Pattinson may be the Batman in a year one type story. Now, yeah. Pattinson has done films since the Twilight series, and supposedly he is very good in them as an actor. And I'm sure he can act the role, but will anybody, Ethan, be able to see him as anything else other than someone who stood across from Kristen Stewart and said, I can outact you? In a terrible film. Well, that's what Beth was saying, is that maybe it's not him, but she just brought him down. I'm like, no, that script brought him down. Yeah. 
No, uh, once they had Vampire Sparkle, I think that's, that was the end of that. There's a thing with the Sparkle thing, though. She tried to come up with something different for the reason why they don't come out, rather than just like, oh, instead of burning alive, it's just that's how they're that's how they're they're exposed. And so they just moved to Oregon for some reason. I like Stripper Grievous. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got him like ready to go against the mic. He's got his one leg all the way up. <laughs> What do you do? I don't know why he didn't like. Grab Come see my lightsaber. Um, you got the one lightsaber underneath the. He's leg. not bad, but most of his movies have bombed. Yeah, I think that they bombed. I think that they were so far out there that nobody saw them. Well, they are very, very smaller pictures. Like a friend of mine was talking about. I don't even remember the name of it. Where he said, uh, "You know, see him in this and tell me he's not a, he's not a, be- he's not a good actor." I was like, I don't even know what that is, and it is a very small picture, and so you have to look at it and just go like, I don't know, I haven't seen him in anything else. He was in Harry Potter, but not you know a leading role. He was in Harry role. Potter before. Yes, Twilight. he was in. Yes, correct. So it was. Uh, it's an interesting choice, if that is the choice. And <laughs> Did again, you see the? the it doesn't more. seem to. That is not the final choice, according to. Just about everyone else. But no one seems to realize that. Yeah, but everyone just wants to talk about. Um, him being did you see that um, the face morph they did between him and Ben Affleck where he looks like a younger Ben Affleck so that's what they're saying is that he's playing it's a going back in time to the year so Reeves has said that this is one of the non-universe stories because Ben Affleck was supposed to be in this yeah and then Mm. they were like well we want to go younger and he was like eh I'm drunk (laughs) I don't want to do this it's just well that was the other rumor is that they couldn't get enough insurance to shoot the Batman film because he was in rehab well because yeah he went to rehab right after told Ben Affleck to go to rehab and he said eh okay (laughs) they have booze there right (laughs) oh my god booze in rehab that's the name of this show depends depends how much you pay for the rehab just booze and rehab that's why that's why the Betty Ford clinic is so popular (laughs) Betty Ford just just hits the tap Betty Ford's probably got a crack in the IV that's the Betty White Center Betty White Center no the Betty White Center she's a national treasure you shut your mouth with her (laughs) did you see Ric Flair got hospitalized yes this is where we get to the point where we just talk to each other. <laughs> what else you got there? I don't have I don't have I don't have Ric Flair on my notes. Is, is, does anyone? Okay, well, let's put it this way: Does Robert Pattinson keep you from seeing the Batman? No. No, but DC films <laughs> from seeing the Batman. That's kind of yeah. No, that's true. I mean, no, I've, only, it's I've a, only seen three of them. Look, no, I, two, two, two of them. I've seen two. them all in the theater. Except, except Aquaman. Which is the I one haven't even seen like. Aquaman yet. I haven't seen Aquaman. I saw Wonder Woman. I saw Aquaman. Look, it, it harkens back to when Ben Affleck was announced for Batman, and I, I remember I was one of the people that said like, "No way!" I didn't. I didn't think Ben Affleck was you no know, would way. be a good no choice way. for it. And then you know you you see it, and if. The writing was better in those movies. He would have done, I think, or he would have convinced me to be a better Batman. Justice League, he was completely checked out on. Yeah. Well, not even that. I mean, Batman versus Superman, he did a good job, but that was a bad. When they announced Ben Affleck and everybody lost their, their, I mean, they just pooped into their pants and threw it into the sky all of a sudden. (laughs) 
I had Looping said, their pants up yeah, in the sky. Because they got to lose their ass, you know? Like, I got to lose it. <laughs> it's going to come back down. No, well, not if you arc it. <laughs> well, that's what the film's on. You got to lose it. You gotta, it just rains poo. <laughs> but what I said was, for the character, that they, the character that they attempted to write with Batman, an older, grizzled Batman, who or Bruce Wayne, who has given up the Batman moniker. Yes. Ben Affleck made sense. It was perfect. And everyone was like, but he was terrible in Daredevil. Like, Daredevil was 10 years ago. Again, Twilight's ten years ago, twelve years. 10, Didn't 20 Kevin years Smith ago. direct uh, Daredevil? No, Kevin Smith wrote uh, the first arc of Daredevil for uh, Marvel Knights. I thought he was involved in the movie, though. If he was involved in the movie, it wasn't anything that <laughs> he did. He definitely didn't direct it. Um, he was too busy making Die Hard Four. Being Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is in Die Hard Four. Remember. Oh god! He's the hacker dude that Justin Long. Oh yeah, he yeah. is. That's right. He comes. He just started start taking acting roles. Yeah, and stuff rather than making films. Well, he did that one with Jennifer Gardner, and uh, thirteen going on thirty. No, um, Geely. No, Jennifer Lopez. It, it was. Um, it had uh, Olafan in it too. Um. Whatever it was. He was really good in it. and But he can always play small roles in those type of things. But he was doing a lot more acting at that time. Yeah, so anyways. He pay the bills somehow. So then the rumor is, is that they released this news to try and figure out what the reaction would be. And now he has no shot of playing Batman. If I'm Robert Pattinson, do I just take myself out of the running after I've seen the internet basically? Mark Steven Johnson yeah. did... Directed and wrote Daredevil. Yeah, see, anyone with three names, forget it. <laughs> yeah, um. I mean, technically, Joe. I don't know. He, you know names. what? I think that he can do Robert Patterson, that is. Pattinson. Pattinson. I think he can do it if you've written a script younger. Like, I mean, even younger than the Christian well, Bale. It's obvious that it's going to be, because he said that's where he wants... He wants to put his script with a Batman who's just starting out. But... You just kind of... You can't go before he's Batman too much, like Gotham was. No. And it's not... It, from the looks of it, it's not going to be year one exactly, in terms of him just getting back to Gotham. Because setting it as, as his... Early 30s means he's got to... I think he has some experience as Batman. Now, would you take something... Unless you kill his parents when he's like 20. Would you take something like Long Halloween or something like that and adapt it? Yeah, see, Long Halloween is early on. Long Halloween takes place... uh, Ostensibly takes place within the first five years of... Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. You could. But it's more of, do you see... Do you see Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne is even bigger? Because for me, my problem with Michael Keaton isn't him in the Batman suit. It's him as Bruce Wayne. He just looks right. so aloof as Bruce Wayne to me. That isn't the character that I think of, but everybody else seems to. Yeah. That's why I, was, I thought Val Kilmer was better. He looked like the type of person. I loved the, the, I See, a lot of people didn't like Val Kilmer. I liked Val Kilmer yeah. as Batman. And then you got George, George Clooney? Clooney? No, it's not so well, much. Not, George Clooney would have played a great Batman in a serious film. Mm-hmm. Yes. He would have been a great Batman. He would have been a great Bruce Wayne, especially if you write him a little bit older. Yes. He would, even yeah. as young as he was at the time, if you write him a little older and someone who has got a lot more that Bruce Wayne bit of gravitas. That's why Christian Bale I liked, because Christian Bale's gravitas just as Bruce Wayne. Could you have seen George Clooney in the uh, in place of Christian Bale in those films? 
Yeah. 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 I don't think it would have been as good, but could you have seen? Could you have seen? I think I think Christian Bale's Batman see, was better. I think I think George Clooney should have came back instead of Affleck, or give him. A, at that point, George well, George Clooney owns like four islands, so he just need to come back. I anything. know, but well, I think also that that Batman film has left such a bad taste in his mouth that he's just kind of like, I don't want to do that. Anymore. But he see, apologize that's what I'm for that film. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. He was he offered and the nipple suit. Yeah. Well, he said that I, one time. He said if you see him in public and. Uh, Tell him that Batman, you you spent money on Batman, he'll give you the money back or something. Um, but you don't think that he, if if DC came up and said, "Look, we got this really good Batman script. It's more Bruce Wayne. It's you know, it's a chance for you to clean, cleanse that scar on on your resume." Would you do? You know, he might say yes. I think once you've done it, you don't go back to it. Yeah. Because it's never going to be, and then also you're never going to fix what's wrong, or you're never going to make it better than what it was. Yeah. Depending on how people, you know, the only thing you'd go back for is if if they did Batman Beyond with Michael Keaton and Robert Pattinson, everybody would see. I saw that. Yeah, everyone went crazy. Yeah. I saw. I saw somebody. But that's not that's not the movie that Matt Reeves is going to make, and at this point, he's already thrown out his script like forty five times. I don't think he's going to sit down and write. Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis beat in the Batcave. Like, that's not happening anytime yeah. soon. No, but that would be... I would, if you took Michael Keaton and, and whoever and did that... Because the look of Bruce Wayne in, in Batman Beyond in the cartoon very much looks like yeah, the oh, yeah. older Michael Keaton. Yeah. I think that would be... I think it would be a good homage to where Batman started as far as films and where, it's be, where it would be going in the future. It would be interesting because you could make it a sci-fi film, too. Yes. Because you have so many future elements. Yeah. So you'd have a sci-fi element to it. And you can take... And it doesn't hurt your your universe that you're building because you set it oh. in the future. You could still have a Batman film that takes place contemporarily. Yeah. I, I think that would... That, for me, Batman would be Beyond a... Beyond would be... That would be a smart idea That for, being said, Warner Brothers is never going to touch it. No. But that would be a smart idea for Warner Brothers because then it cleanses the palate of what you've had right now. So what? there's this washer and dryer commercial. I know it's totally awesome. Washer and dryer commercial where it's a family with a baby, so it's showing like they're always having to wash clothes because the baby is always messing the clothes. He's a baby. And there's a. It was really odd cut that it was like the mom handed the kid to the dad. And it cut like immediately to him stuffing something in the washer. <laughs> so I'm gonna get you clean, baby. I was like, did they just put the kid in the washer? <laughs> wow, that sounds really. That sounds like there's something really heavy in there. Yeah, put Charles. Did in you there. put dum, shoes dum. in the dryer? <laughs> no, I put Charlie in there. He's, it'll be fine. He's, I put a scuba mask on him. <laughs> scuba Steve. That well, that should be our next short. Uh... <laughs> We put Troy in the dryer. Yeah. Speaking of Warner Brothers, one of us watched the Big Bang Theory finale. Me. And you were super satisfied. I you were cried fine. like a baby. Because you realized how bad it was. No. Oh. Well, then I got news for you. You're gonna cry again at some point. So here's the thing. Did it wrap up? Really wrap up the show like a Cheers. You can't. I don't even think Cheers did. Friends. You can't wrap up a show. Of so many seasons with characters. That's where I think people get lost. Yes. Is those characters' lives still have to move on. Correct. In some way. So you can't really wrap it up unless it's, you know, 
we're going to MegaCon in Florida, and all of us are on the same plane, and it crashes. Well, friends, the end. friends had Joey going to California. Friends changes. It, it, their, it, it changes. It moves yes. everybody apart from each other. Yeah, but those lives still go on. Correct. And then they tried to do Joey. <laughs> Speaking of plane crashes. Where this one, I mean, they really, everything that happens, the last scene you have is all of them sitting there on the couch in the apartment eating like their lives going. Yeah. Sheldon and Amy win the Nobel Prize. But they even said, what are you going to do with the money? You know, we, we flew all of you here to be a part of the, the ceremony because what else are we going to do with the money? You know, Sheldon hates change, first of all. You know, are they really going to, you know, winning the Nobel Prize, yes, it's a pre- prestigious thing. But for scientists, they still go back to what they were doing before for the next thing. Yeah. You know, Leonard and Penny, nothing happened to other than they did get pregnant. Which is something that they've been saying for the last couple seasons. Penny didn't want to, but the writers said... Yeah, they did resist with three couples that were married and not have any of them have children before the end, which was nice. Well, they had... They, yeah. But, you know, I mean, you know, Howard, and, Howard and, and Bernadette, you know, have two kids. You finally get to see the kids in this, and they're all a little bit, you know, they're toddlers. So that was nice. You know, Raj... Raj is the only one that didn't end up with anyone... But he seemed to be in a good place to where he was, mm-hmm. you know. So, which was kind of cool that they left that open. I mean, they did. They left it open where they could do a reunion show, and not necessarily pick up from right where they were, but allow the audience to be the one rejoining them instead of everybody else meeting up at a reunion or you know one of those things. Imagine how expensive that would be, <clears throat> right? The best um, thing that's ever happened to CBS this year is them deciding to end this show. Well, that's one of the, the, the reason why Friends hasn't done a reunion show. Well, that's also they don't have to. But when they, um, what was what was the 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 waitress show? Alice. No, on on CBS, the one with um, Kat Two Dennings. broke girls. Two broke girls. Yes. Two broke girls was canceled ended or whatever while it was still like number it was like the number four comedy yeah it had a big syndication because and everything. it was so expensive right that's what the CBS was like we're not paying this anymore this yeah. is ridiculous so is Young Sheldon still in the air? Young Sheldon's still the in the Sheldon. air this is what I was getting to the best one of the best moments of the series finale of Big Bang Theory and they get in the elevator and it's a time machine and he goes and meets Young Sheldon no didn't happen guess in... what was, should have happened <laughs> The big one of the biggest moments of the of the Big Bang Theory uh, finale happened in Young Sheldon, and you know you they tied it in nicely where since you know they were having the the uh, Nobel Prize ceremony, then in Young Sheldon it was the first time we ever got to hear the announcement of the winners of the of the of the Big Bang Theory <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> the Nobel Prize. And he was going to have a party and everything. No one showed up, so he was there by himself. Mm-hmm. And you get the voiceover at the very end of it. You get the voiceover from Jim Parsons saying, I thought I was going to be alone for the rest of my life. <clears throat> the camera pans to the right, and you see another little boy sitting there with glasses on, and he's listening to it too. And you hear Leonard's mom say, Leonard, turn that off and go to bed or something. And then you know they kind of pan to each kid... As you know, each, each member as the, a kid, yeah. as a kid of what they were doing at that time period. So you get mm-hmm. to see all of them. Is Raj <clears> on a train? No, Raj is sitting there. You know, he's studying. You know, as a kid in, in India and everything. Doesn't say because he's still in India, right? At that point. 
And Howard's sitting there in his, you know, his silky pajamas in his room, playing a video game. Playing a video game. You know, and you, but you get to see all these characters as kids, and it was just this really nice moment that if you, as a Big Bang Theory member, member as a Big Bang Theory fan, it was really a, a emotional moment mm. to see all that and to know where they were going in the future. It's like, you know, they're all very similar. But and they kind of met as up. soon as it happened, it was like, I'm sitting here going, this is one of those things that Chris had mentioned on the show before with the problem with the MCU having TV series and stuff, where you have to watch the TV, the, the, the TV series to know what happened into the main thing, yeah. or vice versa. And I was like, if somebody doesn't watch The Big Bang Theory then they're not going to really understand that if they only watch Young Sheldon. Or if they watch The Big Bang Theory and they didn't watch that, then they missed a really good moment. You're forcing the audience to try, you know, which, yes, obviously You make it Young Sheldon to try and force the people that were watching Big right. Bang Theory to watch Young Sheldon. Uh, no, um, did I think that it, series finales are so hard because you're never going to be completely satisfied. As we'll find out tonight. As we're about to find out <laughs> with Game of Thrones. You're, you're never... Because you have an expectation of what you want those characters. One, you don't want to see those characters go. And then... Well, you, you want to continue a story, especially with uh, something as good as, like, Big Bang Theory was. Do or you? How popular. Do you really want to continue that story? You do. If you There's a lot of people that are just like, you know, I'm such a big fan of this show. I want more out of the show but no but chris is right though about with a show you know like this though they're they if you look at those characters as real people their lives will continue on after you stop airing it's like yeah. it's like if it was a reality show they put themselves into an arrested development for 12 seasons they're still in the same apartment they're still with the same people they're still in all those places there's only so many years that you can keep telling that same story over right. and over again there's been these ancillary characters that have come in, but to have all four of them stay, and that's a feat in and of itself, that the five main characters that they introduced to in you in season one are still there in season 12, yeah. the four guys and Penny. So that's a, that's a huge accomplishment. It's also a very expensive accomplishment in this case. But to have them all there for those 12 seasons and have these characters that have come in and changed the dynamics of it, but they don't change the very basic dynamic of what it is. And that's the hard thing with a sitcom. And we saw what happened with Cheers when the sitcom was, are uh, Sam and Diane going to get together? And then they do, and then Shelley Long says, I'm out of here, and she leaves, and they try to keep that story. If the last line of Cheers was, have a nice life, which is, I'm never going to see you again, and I know that, and then the bar closes, it would have been fine. But then right. you had four seasons of him trying to sleep with somebody new. It ruined the whole relationship with the other one. I mean, it was a terrible ending, and you get to the, where the series finale is, and it's so unsatisfying because you already got your finale. Yeah. Because you had your finale with the characters that you started with, the one you added in Woody when the original character of Coach died. Well, not the character died. The, the actor died, the actor so the died. character had to die as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that's it's so hard to end these but things that was because such you a... get to a point... I mean, part of the reason that I stopped watching it is in, in season eight, it's the same thing as season two. Yeah. I mean, the relationships are a little different, but they're the same kind of people. And some of the stuff that changed was good and some of the stuff that didn't. When they got rid of Raj's aversion to not being able to speak in front of women, that was funny for two seasons and then they dumped it. Sheldon's idiosyncrasies were great. Oh, they One created of the problems, more than two seasons. Whatever it was. I don't remember the first time that he, he, he finally stops when he's not drunk. Anyway. 
what yeah. I'm saying is that's when you got tired of it, they kind of picked the right place to finally get rid of it. The idiosyncrasies of Sheldon were so pushed into his character, so right there, that you couldn't get rid of them. The in two a certain biggest degree, the biggest, the hardest thing that I had was changing Amy Farrah Fowler. Her first couple of episodes are amazing because she is so stoned. Stone face, sorry, not stoned. I mean, maybe she was doing, hey, what's up? But she's so level, and then she turns into the biggest girl of all of them. Yeah, and but you had to give her an arc. You could, that character would have gotten so... Well, she wasn't so... supposed to be there for that long. Right. I mean, that's, the funny thing is, is two of the wives were never supposed to be on that show for more than a couple of episodes. Right. Melissa Roush was never supposed to be there either. Mar- remember, Melissa she, Roush. Dis- she disappears for like half a season and then comes back and starts dating Leonard. Yeah. The, one, of the, one of the things I applauded them for very early is the one character that they gave to be the total sleazeball in Leonard is the first person in a, in a, a serious Howard. relationship. Howard, excuse me. The first person in a serious relationship and the first one to get married. And have kids. And, well, eventually have right. kids, yes. But in the time that I watched it, that was the best part. I was like, well, they took the guy who was the worst of them that they mm-hmm. keep making fun of and made him into the best of them in terms of what they wanted. They made two mistakes, two really big mistakes with the show that they I kept could going. See. That's the first one. No, the one is the one that caused you to, to watching it with the comic book store. Well, it's that that specific was it was a specific episode that showed me more than anything that everyone in that room was pandering to an audience of CBS. That ends up being about 65 years old. Mm-hmm. When that show started, I enjoy those first few seasons because one of the things that's great with it, it's not, it has nothing to do with them being geeks. It has to do with them being friends. Right. And being friends who are picked on and put upon and all these things, but they're successful in what they do and they're successful as this group of friends. And their stick togetherness is the best part of that show mm-hmm. because their joy doesn't come in. I just <laughs> saw what you did with Grievous. I was trying to figure out how long it was going to take you to see it. Um, their joy doesn't come in their geekdom as much as it comes in sharing it within their group. Sure. They don't give a damn that everybody else likes Star Wars or doesn't like Star Wars, like Star Trek or doesn't like Star Trek. It's that they like Star Wars and Star mm-hmm. Trek. They like comic books. The, and no the matter, episode, even when the, the girls... episode with, with Stuart, the comic shop owner, who goes on a date with Penny when the other ones don't, and then ruins it in a way by getting into an argument with Sheldon about Batman is one of the most true things I've ever seen in my life. Right. Two seasons later, they basically make Sheldon into a complete moron who has no idea what he's doing, who is completely the mayor of Loserville, and then it's it's all a joke. And their geekdom becomes a joke. When... Um, the episode where, where Leonard looks to sell his stuff because he thinks that that's what's going to impress Penny or, or yes. ever. That's a great episode because it deals with what almost every geek collector type person has done, especially when you're older like me and you, where you get to that point where you go, I should throw this all away because no girl is ever going to like it. Right. No relationship is ever going to like it. And it's a struggle. It's tough. Him sitting in the time machine. Yeah. That whole scene is, I'm looking at that going, yeah, that's it. But then when they say, going to Comic-Con's stupid, you guys are dorks, and they continue that narrative for as long as I kept watching it, where everything that was important to them was just completely crapped on. Which, and that brings me to my next biggest mistake, is there's a scene, there's an, an episode where the guys go to um, um, a Comic-Con, San Bernardino, no, uh, Bakersfield. They go to the Bakersfield Comic Con and get robbed, or they get their car stolen along the way because they stop to take pictures as Star Trek, uh, dressed up as Star Trek. Desert or something. Yes. 
and they end up at the towards the end of it, they are ready to give up all you know, all of nerddom, mm. you know, all of geekdom, and the girls meanwhile are ha- debating on who can hold Thor's hammer, and they're reading the comic books and everything. There to me is a perfect opportunity that they let go. They should have for the next half of that season switched the roles. Yeah, but the problem let with the that guys is not be into it, they but the never, girls bring them back. But you're never gonna do that in a sitcom. That's the problem. Is the sitcom format doesn't allow you to do that without taking huge risks in order to do it. There was never anything on CBS that was going to take that risk to change those characters, and that was part of the problem. That season six and season seven and season eight and season nine and season ten and season eleven and season twelve. Pretty much the same thing. How many more situations can you put them in? Well, if if you all... take a sitcom like that, the best thing they could have ever done, actually, was to move them to New York. Yeah. Or, or move them away from each other and try to keep those things going and have a more interesting life scenario for them rather than just, we keep walking up the stairs because the elevator... Did they ever fix the elevator? Yes, that was the... Was that one of the things in the That finale? was one of the things that Sheldon and, and Leonard are standing there having a, this discussion or something. And all of a sudden, the elevator doors open, and Panty's standing there, and she goes, "Huh? Look, they fixed it." <laughs> and you know, because and then they played it into it, you know, the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they could have made some subtle changes, like you know, Penny. It's not subtle though, stuff. That's even the though thing. Penny, the problem with it is they made subtle stages, but you can't, as a sitcom, as the biggest sitcom on TV, the last thing that you were going to do as a producer was make more than subtle changes. But see, and the one thing that what I think would have benefited that show from a narrative standpoint and a character standpoint is to make big changes. That's why sitcoms last for a long time, and the same people watch them over and oh, over sure. and over again. But see, even like you know, with the whole comic book store buying the comic book store, and the girls talked them out of it. But then that comic book store, once they remodeled it, became a major set, you know, a place for them to meet. The girls were always there; they were always sitting there. But yet, yeah, the you comic still... store became Meltdown, which went out of business. Right. But they, you still had the girls belittling the geekdom. Yep. And that's While where I think that was one of the problems that I saw. They should have had the girls, you know, not give in, but have found their own. Like embrace it. Yeah. I mean, we've seen, you know, Beth, you know, she used to make fun of it. and Oh, she's ready for you to just throw away all your Star right. Wars stories. But now she she's found her own geekdom. She loves going to Comic-Con. She, you know, she has her own stuff that she enjoys that, you know, some of it I look at going, why, <laughs> you know? I don't know if she will look for that stuff anymore as much as she just wants to see weird people in cosplay. Well, she loves that, too. Yeah, she's a, That's she's the main a... reason why she wants to go to Comic-Con. No. She enjoys, she, she told me the other day, she really enjoys... Just the atmosphere. You know, she's like, well, I want to take another, a different type of vacation. But she doesn't want to give that up either. Mm. So it's like, all right. Yeah. You know, she was, she was talking about wanting to go to, to England one time. And she's like, but we had to make sure that the Doctor Who con, con is going on at the same time we're there. Because I'd love to see that. Mm. Okay. You know, she's found her own bracing, her own bits to embrace. It wouldn't have been so much of a stretch for Penny and Bernadette to find their own stuff. Yeah. But you weren't going to change it. Last thing you're ever going to do is not have Penny buy shoes. Right. Because she's a girl. See, the girl. What if she bought shoes? 
with Ooh. the characters that she liked. What if she had to make... What a... if she bought shoes, told Leonard he's a jackass for spending money on comic books, and then bought more shoes, and when Leonard says, hey, you spent a lot of money you don't have on shoes, and she told him, I'm going to have sex with you if you don't stop talking, and he's like, okay, I stopped talking, and that was the end of it. That's 45 episodes. The only thing more sad is the fact that when I realized, what the hell was I watching the other night? Oh, the rookie was on last night with Dennis Quaid about the pitcher for Tampa Bay. Yes. Like a rookie at 43. His, his, uh, his son in that movie is the idiot from uh, Two and a Half Men. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I looked at that and I was like, wow, your career just went downhill from here. Who's I mean, now you're Lex Luthor on Supergirl. <laughs> No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. That's John Cryer. Oh, the son? John Cryer. Yeah. No, the son. The, the, the retarded son. Oh, the, 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 okay, the yeah, one that yeah. ended up writing a letter and okay, yeah. I hate everything. And they're like, you know how much money you make on this show? And he's I love everything. I think it's great. Yeah. It's amazing. He grew a beard out and long hair and just became like a recluse. Mm. A crazy person. Uh, what else you got there? Last thing I have is today is the 20th anniversary of the film masterpiece. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace that the ruined best. Star Wars forever, the and they best never Star Wars movie made in my opinion. another one. I wish there was more. See, the weird thing is, is like I almost Jar-Jar. believe you because of how little you care for Star Wars in some ways. You know what's funny is I was going through a bunch of my stuff cleaning up yesterday, and I found the remember the VHS mm-hmm. uh, box set that yep. they they came with the the film a piece yep. of film they had the, 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 had the film room. and it had the booklet it was in letterbox yes remember when tvs used to have letterbox <laughs> yes i did <laughs> in order for you to see them as the director intended you know what's funny is something you know how tv like some movies and stuff will go to a letterbox type format to yeah. give you more i have a customer one of my clients has called me to the house freaking out that his brand new television that's supposed to be widescreen and everything's supposed to fit the screen Went to Letterbox. I don't understand why. You got to make it. You got to switch it. You got to switch it. I'm like, that's it's the movie. The scene in the movie. What do you want me to do? Yeah. You know, um, excuse me. Uh, um, you know, Steven Spielberg. Uh, yeah, hey, it's been a while. You're going to have to um, redo this movie. You know, we're going to have to redo the movie. Uh, well, because, see, there's one scene that's uh, Letterbox. And, uh, and I have one client that. I have this client that just does not understand that you cinematically had to do this so that way you could get the full vision that you wanted to show for this film. And, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, here. Okay, he wants to talk to you. <laughs> so what else you got, Chris? That was it. That's that, it. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Phantom Menace. So we're gonna have this whole conversation. Let's have the conversation about the Phantom Menace. That's what I said. Phantom I Menace. still love that. The is Phantom. that is Ethan's favorite film? Why is it your favorite film? Because of Jar Jar Binks. Obviously, Jar Jar Binks is your favorite yeah. Star Wars character. Yeah. I saw someone on one of the. Um, I think it was the celebration group that I'm, I'm in, and they posted the the teaser poster of you know Jake Lloyd walking. The teaser poster is amazing. With his head down and, and the, the shadow. shadow. Then yeah. the guy wrote in the comment, even with his bowl cut, that does that would not throw that kind of shadow on the wall. Wait, that's just that's so absurd that it's not realistic, and I don't know why they made that poster. Realistic. I'm like, I can't even comment. I, I don't even want to comment on this because I just this guy is got to be an idiot. It, it, I mean, it's almost like are. it's almost like he had he probably to be contributed a couple hundred dollars to remake. Last Jedi. <laughs> so 20 years ago, this is the most exciting thing in the world. No one can think of the possibility that the movie sucks. 
which is hilarious. <laughs> hindsight. It's funny because what everyone did in for Phantom Menace, where a lot of people for the week after were trying to convince themselves that they didn't. You know, tr- that they're like, it's good, right? Yeah. It's the opposite it's for what, the Last Jedi. It's or no, what uh, happened for um, <laughs> happened to me for Star Trek Generations? I watched oh. Generations going. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that movie. I I don't think I like that movie. The I thought op- you were talking. It was going to be the exact opposite way people walked out of the la- uh, the the Force Awakens. When well, they, they liked yeah, it, they, spent they the... really liked it, and then a couple weeks later, they realized they hated it. Yeah. Um, no, but it it was it was such a weird experience because that's that's an experience. So we we never thought we'd see one, two, and three, and then West End Games does the role playing game. Valentine and Dark Horse start the books. Yes. They redo the... Well, that's awesome. They didn't do... Why didn't, why didn't that work for me? It's got like a light on it. That's badass. Uh, sorry, it's like cool futuristic pen is in front of us. It didn't work for me, but it worked for Ethan. Uh, that day... They also released there, the novel a, before it. Yeah, was there a midnight release for that? Yes. I know I didn't see it at midnight. I saw it because I, I saw it the night of. I had to go to school. But it was a, remember, it was a Friday night. Yeah, no, that's what it was. Midnight. I went, I went like, no, it wasn't midnight. No, on Friday, I don't think there was a midnight release. I don't think that was a thing at that time. No, I don't think so because, because I, I went to it at eight a.m. Yeah, I wanted to go Friday morning, but I, I had school, I had class, and I yeah. almost never had class on Fridays. Almost every other semester, I didn't have class on Fridays, and I, I still remember sitting in class. I was in my my Shakespeare class. I was I was doing a whole course on Shakespeare, which was fascinating. Really, if you can take a course on Shakespeare, do it. It's it's great. Yeah, it'll make you appreciate Shakespeare much more. Um, and kind of like just doodling or writing or just and I'm going, I'm sitting here and all I can think about is at nine o'clock I'm gonna see a new Star Wars film. Yeah, on the big screen. And I think the it was a Star Warsy enough. Like you just wanted new content. Because right. that's what you wanted, you wanted from the books, see, that you wanted from the comics. You wanted to see lightsabers. You wanted and... to see new content. And you got this film up there which had very... It had good action scenes, great action scenes. Still has my favorite lightsaber battle. Yes. I mean, lightsaber battle is insane. Had a great Padre scene. The Padre scene is a lot of fun. It's really cool. That's where I think the, the, the jokey characters in there worked. Yes, with the kind of the their mannerisms and their their language, um, a lot of <laughs> racist language <laughs> through it raises characters, and you you get to the end of it and it's like I don't know what to do with this film. Right, I really don't know what to do with this film because I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. Well, when we Beth and I went and saw it at eight a.m. And I had I had the day off, and she had to go to work, so I had to drop her off. And we went and saw it in Topanga, so she worked at the Sears in Topanga, so we were right there. You know, I mean, it was the you know the promenade to the to the uh, Topanga Mall, that distance. So we're coming back, and she goes, "So what do you think?" I said, "I, I don't know." She goes, "Well, what are you going to do?" I said, "I'm going to drop you off and go back and see it again." She goes, what? I said, I have to figure out what I just saw. I said, I know it was Star Wars, but that was not anything I expected. Nothing any of us knew what to expect. She goes, well, did you hate it? And I'm like, no, I didn't hate it. 
But I don't but think I... But I think I, it's because you couldn't, at the time, you can't bring yourself to hate a oh, Star Wars film. Totally. That's yeah, it took you totally. all the way until 2017, and you were like, I hate Last Jedi. I hated... Uh, and the first time I, I hated Last Jedi, I was right there with everybody else. No, I know. But... We had that conversation. No, I know, but that's not what we're and, talking and, about. And it really, it, that conversation made me rethink what I had seen in that film. Mm-hmm. For something like Phantom Menace, there's so much going on, and there's so much of a build. I think one of the the failings of Phantom Menace is your favorite character is the one who dies at the end. Yeah. Qui-Gon is fascinating oh, as yeah. a character. And obviously Liam Neeson is a great actor. Not that... In, in, uh, Ian McGregor is as well. I mean, they got three caliber actors to play in that film. Ethan, uh, in um, Ewan McGregor and uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman and um, Liam Neeson. I just said his name and I forgot it. So it wasn't the acting, although the acting wasn't up to their standards. The right. I mean, the the script wasn't a the script is terrible. Great script. Yeah. The script is terrible. I mean, they made it. They made it better. Midichlorians. That's that's terrible. But there, it, it's almost like there was, because I consider the midi chlorian slapstick too. No, no I, the, you, you know what the midi? I've, I've explained it to you what the midi chlorians. Oh yeah, yeah. Midi chlorians is George Lucas all of a sudden needed to figure out a way to tell everybody how powerful Anakin Skywalker was, and needed a measuring stick, and the measuring stick became midi chlorians because there right. has to be some way to measure the force. So to him, and I think it's BS. If they would have just said. He's got this count, you know. He's his count is is higher than Yoda. Yoda's. Yeah. And if it's just a, a measure of energy or a measure of potential or whatever, it's the Dragon Ball Z thing. That, yeah. It's over nine thousand. Nine thousand. What? That doesn't mean anything. It's just a measurement of you know. It's the way that all Obi Wan ever needed to say is this is higher than Master Yoda's. And yes. we've all seen what Master Yoda does in terms of the fact that he lives to be nine hundred, and we know he's super into the Jedi and he's, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's, we know him as the yeah. most powerful. So Midichlorians was one of those things where it's almost overwritten in a way. Because yes. Because there's, there's so much other but stuff see, going on. And that, that, that uh, time is super fascinating, especially as it was explored, excuse me, in the novels and comic books and other things that you have now. Right. Where well, that time is super say. fascinating, but trying to compact that into... A, a, an invasion because of a tariff and she gets away and the, but it's legal and it's like what what is she signing how did they not you know why do it's they just have to an send invasion a, why do they have to send a committee out to figure out if there's an invasion or not yeah you know, you're, you're in space you have they blockade Naboo I get that they blockade Naboo and they send the Jedi out to basically tell the Trade Federation you have to allow ships to land on Naboo right to bring them whatever they need to break and it's i mean it's all that's the basis of it but then it becomes a full-scale invasion which is fine they're the bad guys right but then to say you must sign this so it can be legal what yeah what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) we're a counselor planet on a diplomatic mission what (laughs) it's just i mean you know obviously it's the whole we needed a ploy to to get the old chancellor out to get there's a lot of pieces in it that it's definitely a film that sets up other films where A New Hope wasn't. Right. There, to me, the especially Master and Apprentice really helps to to round out... Uh, Master and Apprentice is amazing. Yeah, to help round out Qui-Gon's character. But there's other things. Do you want to give me a live-action TV series other than The Mandalore? Give me Qui-Gon. 
Yeah. Throw a whole bunch of money at Liam Neeson. Like, come back and play Qui-Gon for a little while. We'll, we'll de-age you for it. <laughs> Just make up. It's um, fine. Just put it right in front of it. I still think that they can... They You can retcon the Medicorian a little bit in that in, in that scene because you can say that it was Qui-Gon as one of his prophecies that he's, you know... That he, as as someone that's so into the living force, has to have an explanation as to why... Somebody yeah, but obviously everyone knows what a, what a midichlorian is. Yeah, but it. that could be it could be something that only a certain sect of Jedi believe. Midichlorians in. are dumb. Yeah, and then after you know after Disney ruined it, all the guys who went for two decades like George Lucas ruined my childhood. He destroyed Star Wars forever. Yay, Disney! Ew, I hated Last Jedi. George, come back and save us. Did you see George's next trilogy was going to be about bugs? <laughs> why don't they do that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, toxic <laughs> fandom is so much fun. Okay. We were trying to figure out the origins of toxic fandom. Oh, because we were talking about Phantom Menace starting toxic fandom, where you had people that were so invested in something that went so fallow that wasn't a part of their lives that then became the absolute. This is it. I'm gonna get episode one, and it's gonna be amazing, and I'm gonna have sex in a little while, and it's gonna be the best thing ever, and I'm gonna get married and have kids, and then. It sucks! Crap! I hate everything and everyone, and life was over after that. I think it is. That has to, yeah, that's the... Uh... I mean, Toxic Phantom really starts in comic books, I think. That was, that was one of the big things for me, because I said there's a lot of stuff in comics that happened even before Phantom Menace that started. A fandom that sure. believed that every issue should have been the issue that they wrote. Sure, but... No, Phantom Menace really ha- is Phantom Menace has because a, has a very big because you, you have to think about it. Up until then, you had that twenty years of basically kids playing with their you know uh, growing up with their toys, making their own stories. Well, no, the big, yes, you had you yes, had you had you had a, a a fallow period in which they nobody did that right. And but then you know, everybody sudden, wrote their own fan film, you know, their fan films. A little bit, to yeah. a certain degree. But it really, you got to remember, Star Wars disappeared. Oh, yeah. No, I remember. It just disappeared. It was gone. Remember when Star Wars Remember when gone? Star Wars wasn't a part of everything? And then they're like, hey, people want Star Wars. Stuff. No, because I remember. When, man, do, you, do you remember the, the really crappy Star Wars figures that were bent? They were their mm-hmm. rubber and the they bent. Yeah. They were just they were horrible. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I saw those in the store, I freaked out because I could get Star Wars figures again. Well, they did those terrible Star Wars figures from Hasbro. God, those were the worst. Oh God! Then the the powers the the powers of the Force ones were the orange ones. The door. Luke got a solar <laughs> flex machine. Luke, yeah. Luke suddenly turned into He Man. I mean, he you know he had he was ripped. <laughs> No, yeah, no. He, matter of fact, he had such big pecs they were coming out. I, yeah, this, yeah, I think the, every the two, like, toy line was... or every boy's toy line then had those figures because even like wrestling. Well, that's when they were at the extreme. Ones that were extreme. Bong! It was yeah. GI Joe Extreme and everything. Oh, uh, GI Joe Extreme was not to mention was they, fascinatingly the terrible. lightsabers that they gave them were like six feet. <laughs> yeah, they were bigger <laughs> than the figures. <laughs> Those were the those were the first like high end collectibles was when they shortened the saber, but the tray that the figure fit into yep. in the blister packaging was still the full size, and that became the variant that people were chasing after like crazy. Yep. <laughs> and then they changed the the uh... the shameful thing was is that Phantom Menace didn't make any money. No, they made nothing. Oh yeah, they I never mean, made they it? never made episode two. No, that's one I saw at midnight, and episode three, which I also saw at midnight. What's well, funny? Episode one, I think at the time one of my mom's friends. 
you know, had a couple sons that were around my age, and they're like, oh, we're going to go see this Star Wars movie. You want to come? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's... It didn't have a midnight showing, but it had a midnight toy launch. Yes. I don't remember. Because you remember they put out... The, there were two special figures they put out ahead of time. They put out the... They put out Mace Windu and they put out the Stap. Yep. Someone got me those figures. I didn't get those figures. They were in the oh green God. Powers of the Force. Yeah. Powers of the Force no. 2. Those were, those were, they were still orange. No, they were green then. No, they weren't. Yep, the Stap came in green. The Stap came in green. It came in a green box. The original... The... the Release, the figure releases were on an orange red color. No, they went to yeah, green yeah, yeah. and then they went to a purple during uh during Shadows of the Empire and then they went back to green before they became the Phantom Menace ones. Well Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Phantom Menace was a red background. Phantom Menace was a red background that had about. uh it had Darth Maul, Maul on it. That's what I'm talking about. Oh. Yes, the two earlier figures were still in the same packaging as the because they weren't revealing, uh, they weren't revealing the packaging for the Phantom Menace. Correct. Ones I know, episode two. It was blue. Yeah, I think I bought those. One day. Episode two was blue. And then episode the episode three figures I got in a box. The person who just walked through the door. Yeah. And pissed everybody off which went back to red yeah it went back to red <laughs> so i walked in everyone's like taking figures off and i went to mikey and i'm like hey you have my figures yeah he just brings me two boxes he was in charge of toys at target at the time <laughs> he just brought me a box of things and i walked out he was like what the what is that guy doing ready for game of thrones yeah talk about people who are toxic fandom that's gonna lose their minds when Jon snow kills daenerys, daenerys. And then Arya kills Jon Snow. So who ends up on the throne? No one. I still think you'll see the shot of a dragon on one side, a dire wolf on the other, and Jon sitting on the throne. That's your last shot. Does Daenerys become the White I Queen? Think, I don't think the throne will exist. See, I think, I, think that, I think that Daenerys will come up on Does the dragon. Does anybody really want to rule this kingdom, though? Isn't this kingdom, like, just trash now? I think that... Daenerys will come up to Jon on the dragon and she'll she'll try to have him set on fire and the dragon won't do it. We'll, we'll find out soon. So on that note, we're going to wrap things up. So make sure you join us on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdable Show. We're also Chris on... is having way too much fun with this Grievous figure. <laughs> I told you he's going to love this Grievous figure. We're also on Instagram as Nerdables. So 